The latest edition of the Sask Pulse Premier Virtual Series was held yesterday. Glendalee Allen Wasser tuned in for the Pulse Sector Outlook with market analyst Marlene Bersch of Mercantile Consulting Venture and John Drieger, who gave the pea and chickpea presentations. Higher supply last year. You know, we did have a bigger crop in, in 2020. Not enormously larger, but it was a bit bigger. But demand is, is, is growing even faster. And so that's where we're seeing a real drawdown in supplies, even though there was more supply available. So it was kind of a big supply, but even bigger demand scenario. China. It, it's all about China with the exports uh, hugely dependent on that market. That's been great because they've been taking huge volumes. It's obviously supported prices, but you know there's some vulnerabilities with that. Domestic usage is up, and we know that's sort of been a trend that's sort of been getting some traction and growing. He says last year we saw a drop in yellow pea acreage, Well, green acreage was up. Uh, we do look for uh, an increase in acres overall this coming year, but up by about four, just over 4%. And so, again, as we think about last year, it's not that, that you know, we kind of had the small crop. That's not what's driving prices. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, the yield was up a little bit. And so we actually had a larger crop on slightly lower acres. We are looking for uh, a bit of an increase in acres here as we go ahead into 2021-22. When it comes to prices, everything is moving higher, which is no surprise. Yellow outpacing greens, which we know and which you guys see at the farm level, greens have been moving higher, sort of getting dragged up in some ways with some of the other residual markets, such as you know the feed markets and so forth, which are maybe less particular about, about yellows and, and greens. He notes when it comes to chickpeas, it's a different story. Still working through an oversupply. Not seeing the same surge in export demand, which we'll see, you know, bids kind of more up as a bit of a passenger, maybe more a reflection of slow farmer selling. And and so this is a market that continues to have rebalancing taking place through the rest next growing season. Okay, so this is a graph of our of, of chickpea seeded area and yield. Our expectation, a sizable drop in acres again in, in this coming season. Ultimately, again, a combination of disease issues and the market just not really uh uh, calling for for more acres and, and farmers who think are going to respond. So so big drop in the last couple of years hasn't stopped the market from being oversupplied. And, and we believe that prairie farmers are going to reflect that with plantings here this spring. He says when it comes to chickpeas, the market still has work to do. Uh, lagging prices means that, uh, you know, maybe that heavier balance sheet isn't necessarily bearish per se from current levels in, in the context of the rest of the the, uh, the uh, pulse complex movement so much higher. You know, it's definitely been lagging. So relatively speaking, it's become quite cheap. But, uh, you know, certainly it's it's not necessarily bullish unless we run into some major weather problems. And so in that context, we maybe view it as more more balanced for the for the coming season. Again, as much as anything, it's it's a reflection of slow farmer selling and a lackluster prices and and, uh, and a market that's just lagging the rest of the complex. That's John Drieger with Left Field Commodity Research. Marlene Barish with Mercantile Consulting Venture gave the soybean and lentil presentation. Uh, Canadian acres um, were up um, by about 15% and production was up by 26%. So that was much talked about by the buyers early in the year last year, um, you know, as we eased from the summer into the fall. But really the truth of it was um, that supply was unchanged because of the lower carry-in from the previous year. You know, you can see we, we are counting only for 85,000 tons last year. So the big question already in the fall became, you know, what is the usage going to be and what are the exports going to be? And, um, uh, you know, the 2021 20, uh, year is this one here. 
and we are using 2.7 million tons exports uh, for the entire crop year, which would give us quite a low carryout of 185,000 tons. That's only a 6% stock use ratio. And as a rule of thumb, you know, when you see stock use ratios that are lower than 10%, it tends to tell you that the market is going to be fairly firm and you have a relatively low downside to prices, actually. Um, so that's kind of an important benchmark to keep in mind. I should also point out that, um, you know, I, I have agriculture and food numbers contrasting ours a little bit here. They were not radically different except until about uh, a month ago or so, or two months ago, they were still using 2.9 million tons of exports and uh, a different domestic use number. So that was a bit deceiving because we could never quite tell where we ship quite the 2.9 million tons to know that we have the supplies. And that can be quite deceiving. They have since come down to the 2.7 million uh, ton number as well. Um, particularly early in the year, I encourage people to look at production by type. So that's actually an, a balance sheet or a supply and demand sheet we did um, for last for the ongoing crop here by type of lentil. And um, things have changed slightly um, from when we did that last. And it showed, showed us early on, though, that the stock use ratios were going to be tight basically for all types of lentils. And, um, you know, we are even tighter on the small greens um, because they have been pulled up by the other varieties since. She's anticipating an increase in lentil acreage for this year. Uh, so we know that lentils are competitive uh, in terms of acres. And um, that leads us to believe that for the coming year, we will for sure see a 2% increase in acres, maybe a touch more. Of course, it depends what some of the other commodities are doing, and um, canola has certainly been a hot item, uh, will more impact on the peas. Um, but uh, again, you know, some of the ergonomic things come into that as well. So in terms of recommendations, actually, um, for the 2021 lentils, um, as to what you should do, actually, in terms of prices, is that you, you should probably consider pricing um, uh, some green and some red lentils even at prevailing prices because it reduces your price risk and it allows you to cover some of your variable costs very early on in the year. Um, because there are some risks in terms of yields um, and also on the demand side. Um, and then we would encourage you to set acreage targets uh, in terms of return on investment per acre so that you can execute when the prices uh, get close to that. So it's going to be a very, very interesting year, and uh, certainly we're off uh, to a very, very positive start on that, and I sure hope that um, the agronomic conditions um, will also be accordingly. That's Marlena Barish with Mercantile Consulting Venture. Now, of course, this is just a small peek at their presentation. To hear the full presentation, visit the SAS Pulse website. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.